This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, I ask Aaron and Joey about the cake renaissance. Or enlightenment. Or something. Him. Me, 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 me. Cake, 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 cake. Wow. This is what a Joey sounds like. <laughs> That's what an Aaron sounds like. That's, I didn't, I, you got me on that one. That was good. Um, and this is what an executive producer and executive pastry chef, Jess Vander, sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. Yes, chef. Yes, yes, chef. Oh, chef heard yes. chef. No, just oh. chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I like it. I like it. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. This house is clean. Ain't nobody Spotless. got time for cleaning. Spring has nope. sprung. We're Swiffered. done with you. Bye bye. Open the windows. Get your whole shit covered in pollen. We're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take that literally. I love it. So what are we here to... I feel like, Jess, I feel like, given Joey's uh, uh, prologue, that we might have a hunch about where we're going to go on this journey today. But I would love for you to tell us what's percolating in your mind oven right now. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> yeah, it's cake. So uh, we can go. <laughs> I... Um. I stumbled upon a post of a baking icon of our modern times, Claire Saffitz, mm, where mm. she shared a picture of a cake that she had created and wrote a post about that I'm now pulling up right now that um, uh, stuck out to me and caught me off guard. And I'm going to read aloud to you what she said. Uh, you can the the picture is of a um, chocolate sort of sheet cake, meaning sort of a rectangular looking cake entity, and not a it's bunt. covered not a not a bunt, um, and it's covered in fresh real flowers um, put on top. And she goes. I made this layered chocolate sheet cake quite a while back for a special occasion. And though I didn't post it at the time, I always meant to, so I could shout out a few of the brilliantly creative cake makers I follow, whose works I find so interesting and inspiring. There's truly a cake renaissance happening out there. And she tags at least 10 different other uh, people who have uh, Instagram accounts where they're sharing their cake creations. And I couldn't help but get fixated on this idea of a cake renaissance. And what is the cake renaissance happening right now as represented by these bakers? Like, is there an idea of this that I didn't know about? And so I started clicking through and was so sort of overwhelmed by the range of how one could interpret this. You'll see cakes that are... um, well, I looked up a, an article to help me describe it, but Sevier, Sevier uh, described it as um, weird ass cakes. So just like just absolutely over the top, insane looking cakes like that of um, Frosted Hag. And you can you can look at their cakes and I'll, I'll put some tags in the show notes, um, which looks like something like a giant pile of cake straight out of a fever dream of Alice in Wonderland. But like 
vomited out some like cake something out of there. But there are also these wildflower cakes, kind of like what Claire Saffitz put out of just a bunch of real flowers that you can't eat on top of your cake. Um, there are also, uh, there's a resurgence of something called the Lambeth cake, which is where you put like piping on top of a, a base of piping or a, a base of frosting. So it's called like over, over frosting or over piping so that you have like a clean underlayer. And then you have like very fancy lace looking filigree looking frosting on top. It's very vintage looking frosting over frosting. And I couldn't help but notice this like backswing to the maximalism of the cake universe. And it, I know this is like one of the longest running Joey level introductions, but you need all this context so that I can ask you the question. You do this every time. (laughs) You do this every time or you blame me, but really it's you. Um, But I, it just got me onto this question about how cake is a reflection of our time. And so I would love to take this rabbit hole Alice in Wonderland journey with you to explore what does cake tell us about now? Ooh. I just I just wanted to make a quick corrections department. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> Renaissance. Renaissance. Oh, the Renaissance period. Renaissance. The cake Renaissance. Indeed. I mean I do, it does take me to a lot of places, but I think the singular place that I will start is Buddy's Cake Bakery, uh, King of Cakes, uh, over in Maryland, right? And so, uh, there's some, like, things that come is top it of Maryland? mind. Is Maryland, isn't it probably, Jersey? Isn't it, like, Hoboken I, or something? Uh, Hoboken? Corrections Department, email. I hope that all of you who know are screaming on the subway or in your cars or wherever you're listening to this uh in your home office so jersey city wherever okay so king of cakes king of cakes am i oh i'm mixing up the two guys so it's buddy and then there's the other dude who's in baltimore that's got like the other cake well we're gonna put a lot of okay, cake reality absolutely but my point where i was going with this is that the last time that i can think of a moment in which the cake was happen was happening two things happened one is that the cake became mini because we had the cupcake craze of like magnolia yes. and buttercup bakery and all that around the time that like um sex in the city was happening in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. then we had the like um um professional cake reality show but it's also got a storefront moment with buddy um Mm -hmm. for example which has done extremely well but is also specifically cake for the masses so just between those two points what you have is like a premiumification of cakes which is making them these little things that are very delicious and special and twee and expensive and you can only get them in new york to this like jersey city bake shop which is gonna have a cake for you like you can see it on tv and go get it which is also like the nature of Vegas and food as well, right? And so I will say the other moment that came after that that I would argue is Cake Pops, which again was super massified very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. We could get those at like Starbucks and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And to me in this moment, the flat-footed way that I would put forth is like, this is what happens when Instagram cakes, this is what you. this is how you get cake being more about the visual spectacle than the tasted spectacle Mm -hmm. like it's no longer as interesting what it tastes like what the ingredients are it is what is it going to look like does it is it cake on netflix i was i was wait i was like i 
Are we going to talk about is it cake? Like, we have to we partially because Howie Day is amazing. But is also, it cake? which is so if anyone it's does cake. not know what it's the cake. show is, <laughs> it literally is in the name. Contestants make cakes that look like everyday things. And from far away, people have to guess, is it cake or not? And then, and then you find out if it's cake. It's a very simple concept. Like it, it's very simple. It's, and enter- it's entertaining. I would say it's, it's entertaining. entertaining. I mean, it, Watch it, it came on Netflix. from it came from social media where yes. people were just like making cakes that didn't look like cakes and then cutting them and they're like, not again. It no. was cake. You, oh, I, I didn't know. Yes. But it Meanwhile, like Gap- it. Japanese game shows have been doing this for a long, long time of like, right. Try to see if it's edible. <laughs> no, it's the door handle. No, it's yes, actually yes. chocolate. <laughs> The door handles and the shoes are always my favorite in those clips that I've seen. The shoe is always my favorite. But that's it. It becomes more about the way the cake looks, not about what it tastes like, which is weird. But also is like maybe like we're going we're coming out of like uh, we're all locked in our houses forever and everybody's baking bread and whatever that we were doing. And so I think that like. There's, I think one of the lingering after effects of the pandemic or the quarantine that was related to the pandemic is also just spending more time making stuff that making stuff and being surprised by it. So I think it's my hypothesis is that it tells us our Instagramification and our DIY resurgence-ness. That's, that's my hypotenuse hypothesis. Well, what, what's in, my Instagramification was like what was in my head too, like particularly when you're talking about like a chocolate sheet cake covered in flowers, like. You can't it, uh, specifically like inedible flowers. Can't like, be at you, inedible. Can't yes. can't be yes. at. It can't be at. It can't um, be at. Uh, <laughs> but but what's interesting in what you said and like there was like controversial article last year at some point about like TikTok being like very dada, like the humor on TikTok was Mm. dada and like surrealistic. Like some of the cakes that you were talking about that is like whatever, like garbage pile cake or whatever it was that you said. Yeah. Like to me fits more in that spectrum, but both are coming from that aesthetic perspective, right? Like what we talked about. I'm still waiting. I don't think the Ice Spice episode has dropped yet, but I was like, Later that evening, I was like, shit, am I going to get canceled for saying <laughs> Ice Spice is a vibe about aesthetics? It's not about the music. I was like, I, I was like, I said, I still like it. It's cool. Anyways, but blame it, it on the it, edit. It, yeah, but it feels like, you know, like, mm-hmm. look at him. He's in his mood. Um, he, like, it, it does feel that it is it is based on aesthetics, right? Like, I'm just imagining Paul Hollywood being like, it it looks very precious but uh, th- you didn't get your flavors right or like whatever it's right? a bit like, stodgy yeah. <laughs> yes Un- underdone underdone uh, well that i mean that's really interesting tight. because like by the nature of those shows you've got an intermediary who is like a, you know applying the 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 round the full holistic critique that one cannot have as a viewer of a tasteable object like yeah. by the way this was like the criticism of Julia Child's show originally was like, no one's going to watch a cooking show. Like you can't mm. taste the food. So why would anyone watch it? But what's interesting is that the answer to that was like, oh, because people want to be able to make stuff in their homes. And I question whether or not any of this is about making these cakes at home. And so when you take out that intermediary and it's just like, well, all I want to do is be able to look at it and say, that's cool or that's ugly. 
it really doesn't matter that it's got stodgy bottom or like you know any of those things um it's a little close wait, is it soggy bottom soggy bottoms it's either stodgy a little close or it's got a soggy bottom i'm i mixed <laughs> all of my hollywoodisms up yeah I don't know, folks. It feels a little <laughs> tricky to say that these cakes don't taste good, especially now that we're beyond like the fondant era of cakes. Leave my fondant alone. I know, I know it's over. I know it's, it's just over, like but some are fondant. good, but it depends. And like mostly you peel it off. But I you know, know what I'm saying? Like, I think in fondant. some ways there is, there is, oh my gosh, the fondant and the renaissance of cakes. <laughs> I think in this, in, in this, in this sort of new cake generation, I actually get the sense that there is more freedom for good tasting things because mm. of how creative you need to be for it to look anything special or, or you know, come across in some special way. You you almost ne- like necessarily have to have a taste. Uh, experimentation or exploration component along with it. So I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's hard to claim. Um, and in fact, even some of the, th- as I was looking into this, like some of these cakes that look crazy also have crazy flavors or really unique mm. combinations of things. Um, so it feels even more like an experience when you have it. And I feel like that also ties to uh, another thing about this that is really interesting to me, and I realize, like, I'm also a little late to this game, folks. I'm bringing this up, but even going back into early um, or into late 2021, there's this uh, New York Times piece about um, the wacky, whimsical cakes era. And I think it it starts to also create, like, a couple other interesting potential themes, patterns, etc., beyond just what it looks like or beyond just what it tastes like it's also like who's baking it and there was Mm -hmm. this whole there was this whole exploration down that where i was like getting into the um the realm of like the professional cake reality show era of this very like masculine defined Mm -hmm. this is what cakes are and i'm going to judge them and you know all of that versus like cake liberation and all these female bakers Mm. and having it not be of the bygone era of like you're a housewife so you're supposed to make cakes it's almost like rejecting Mm. like all of those concepts and yet also sort of like reclaiming them i don't they're just i I think it has to be bigger whether or not we know what these cakes these cakes taste like or you know whether we like how they they're starting to look like it feels like there's something bigger going on here can can I read you someone's interpretation of the seven characteristics of the Renaissance and we can evaluate whether we think yes. cake is going this? You can. This? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, um, you can. Um, so rebirth of naturalism. I think in this case, you're talking about a nude sheet cake covered in flowers. Like... Nude or not nude? I feel like we're past the naked cake time period of the of the the tens. Mm-hmm. I would agree with but, that. But cutting back to natural ingredients, organic forms, baking, yes. all of that. Like, I feel like that one we can give it a check, right? I think I agree. Uh, 
perspective and depth in art. Is it cake feels certainly like one form of that, but experimentation with form and even you talking about like experimental flavors being put in experimental packages. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Gonna give that a yeah. Or even challenging like a cake is this shape. It's like tiered or it's round. Mm -hmm. Like if you the crazy like arched cakes, which is just impractical. Like cakes don't want Mm -hmm. to be vertical. But like I guess you could try or the the baking engineering show on Netflix too, which because they clearly know that this is a thing. Uh, where you're trying to like make a cake into a car that can withstand a crash dummy test. (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. that's not what cakes are for, but maybe <laughs> it's art. <laughs> yes. uh, the next one is create non-religious themes, and which I would interpret in this case potentially as, like, non-dogmatic. Uh, a non-dogmatic approach to what is or isn't cake, right? Like, is it cake maybe still fits in that idea, but, like the idea of sort of, you know, only French style, you know, cooking or only like more experimentation outside of like systemic organized like power structures, maybe. What would be the original religion of cake then? If it is bucking the religion of cake, (laughs) what was it? So I, I, my mind goes to, and partially it's just because I believe that we're very, like, our whole society is very Europeanized, uh, would be, like, the three-tiered wedding cake. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I yes. think that is, like, the er cake. And that's, like, it's, like, that thing is hard. It's precise. It requires, like, you can only get it from someone that's making it for you. It's not to be made at home like by a home baker in theory. And it's only for one instance. And on top of that, it is part spectacle, part taste. It's supposed to be for mm-hmm. this one-off life event that sits and looks gorgeous and then also has to be consumed by all your guests and show off to them. Mm-hmm. And so if that were the er cake, then yeah. I, and that represents dogmatic cake. Then I would say that absolutely we have, we are bucking that Bronco right now. Advancements in new technologies such as printing and gunpowder. What about experimental ingredients like non-gluten-based, like vegan cakes, or like choosing to experiment with new ingredients, or is there new like technology like in kitchens that would fit that? You could say some of that even began in the 50s. Of like mm-hmm. the baked Alaska Jello, like yep. new technology cake technologies emerging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree because I was thinking of xanthan gum, and I forgot that mm-hmm. xanthan gum was probably used first around then. Like it was that type of stabilizer, mm-hmm. and then it's coming back now as well and being used in really creative ways. Yeah, and, and like the smitten kitchen, those like little those little balls that have like juice in them types of stuff in that like mm. gastro pub era like some of those things that were coming out then are now getting used in like non molecular like, gastronomy yeah molecular gastronomy <laughs> yeah. that one i was I like not the like idea. the burger like, it had gastro <laughs> yes I'm outside yes. my comfort zone similar 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 i like a molecular gastronomy gastro pub 
I think that we need Ooh. to go back 10, 15, or 15 years and make that happen. Oh, that's such a good yeah. idea. Wait, what Wiley? about privately Wiley owned art? Yeah. Oh, yeah, privately owned art. That's a oh, thing. Oh, privately owned art. I've 100%. People are making their argue. own cakes instead of going to the Exactly. Bakers. Bingo. Yes. Yes. And or like one, one of a kind cakes where it's like you get a commission as any Medici uh uh what's it called when you are when you are uh, offering the money to someone a tithe Ooh, I'm not going to patron a patron, a patron of the cakes Ooh, I see I see I see a patron of the cakes where you where you're like this is a once in a lifetime like you and only you and your friends at this salon We'll get to experience <laughs> this cake renaissance. There it is. Art form. <laughs> yes. Oh. I agree with that. And that goes to, please, Joey, take us to the next one. Shift in balance of power among Europe's ruling elite. You kind of touched 100%. on this one, Aaron. You really 100%. did. 100%. 100%. You know, and I'll bring it up. Tom Colicchio and Gail Simmons were on uh, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen last night because Top Chef World All-Stars is going on. And they were asked, what is the thing that's going on in over the past 20 years in food that has been the most revelatory and changed the industry the most? Mm-hmm. And the answer, first of all, Gail's incredible. And I'm Obviously. obsessed with her. She is so Legend the shit. Of Legend of our time. I agree. She, her answer really right off the bat was just that there are more voices and perspectives that are represented in food now than ever before. And I think that like we are literally watching in so many other cultures the the intermingling across geographic lines and across um, class lines, which I think does make a big difference when we talk about ingredients and time and like space. Like in theory, these things are made with very available ingredient ingredients and to those who have the time to make them. And mm. those interest like the intersection of those things makes has made and blown up and become much more expansive than it once was and that's pretty cool so yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the Definitely melting so. cake yes so we're we're checking that right off Checked. yeah and we're we're making cakes from all over the world like oh yep. you want yep. you want a cassava cake from southeast asia mm. you got it you got it you got it uh, <laughs> okay you got it Thank you. Okay. Okay. Oh, you okay, want a milfoy right. cake? You want a matcha flavored milfoy cake? Okay. Like, let me take French, <laughs> your little milfoys, and stacking up your little crepes, and then like mm-hmm, take some flavors crepes. from the rest of the world. Oh, like, mm, yep. vanilla grape. Mm, oh, Lady M, I'll call how you up. How about some matcha? How about some? How about some matcha? How about some taro? Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the listeners recognize that I just became a listener in this and was enjoying the <laughs> shit out of it. Like, y'all don't have to style. That was delightful. Wow. Brilliant. There's one Brilliant. more. There's last one. Birth of humanism. A way of thought that focuses on human beings and their potential for achievement. Cake achievement. 100% people are out here just trying to, like, you know, like, get into cake college mm. and prepping mm. their cake resume mm. and taking their cake SATs mm. so that they can cake achieve. Okay, maybe even less dramatic than that is even in Claire Safis's Safis's own book, one of the first introductory pages is a matrix that plots the recipes on across the axes of time to bake and difficulty. 
so that mm. when you become expert, you can take on the croquemouche and you can like do the really hard desserts because otherwise you were not you weren't ready. You know, you weren't Don't ready before. There. But that idea of keep, keep of your cake nose achievement, out of this Swiss meringue. <laughs> but also that you that in time that you can have your own sort of cake development and growth and you can that even being able to concoct certain types of things is a sign of its own achievement for your for your own self-development so that you can be not undeproved but (laughs) (laughs) of course of course you know i i i I, I, this, <laughs> I can't get my words out because I'm so excited. I'm afraid that this might end up gallivanting into a wrap up corner, but I have a hypothesis, which is that we are simply in the, in the midst of an ongoing cake renaissance that started yes. in the 1940s. Yeah. That's my, our, our cake renaissance period is still underway with the advent of the technology the and the space. <gasps> Whoa! <gasps> what? The Renaissance has come to fruition to bring us to the cake enlightenment. You know, wait, wait though, we maybe, might be, but we really maybe though, because I mean, legitimately, like it all started with like you needed time and space and materials, so lifestyles had to be a certain way to allow for cake making at home, not in professional spaces. Then there's the addition of media, which is going to create an aesthetic conversation that's been going on since the 1940s and it's just been changing platform over time. And now everybody is now, more than ever before, more people around the world are able to now explode through. I think cake lightenment sounds right to me. Your neighbor's got a stand mixer. More ovens have convection. Yep. You have access. You can buy raw vanilla beans in your McCormick Mm -hmm. aisle at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Whoa. So, so, so what you're saying is what we thought was a cake renaissance Renaissance. (laughs) is actually something that we have seen come and go from the years of the pineapple upside down cake. From the years of the Pillsbury Bundita, from the years of the dieting carrot cake. You got me. You got me. That was good. That was real good. Red velvet, chocolate lava. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And today, we are in a new period. The cake lightenment, which I hate to say. I think we need a better name. <laughs> I don't think that's going to last. But an enlightenment and Of cake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> enlightened cake i'm just gonna throw it there i mean you know how you move the syllable <laughs> the, enli- the age of enlightened cake yes <laughs> with a new intellectual and philosophical approach to cake now that we are more focused on the growth and development and joys of cake creation everyone's mm. free to experiment Everybody's free. <laughs> Sorry, it's not even funny. It's so lame. Everybody's free <laughs> to well, feel each cake. I messed up. I'm sorry. We, we wrapped. We wrapped up the corner. We started with the prologue of singing, and we ended with an epilogue of singing from Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Fin. Scene. Fin. 
Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production. Brought to you by that little bit of cake that you should have put a little bit more flour in your bunt pan in ahead of time with the butter so it didn't stick. And now you're trying to use a knife to get it out and you're messing up your bunt pan and you're like, why did I use a knife to begin with? I should have used a rubber spatula yes. before. Like, ugh. Um, and geez, it's cakey. I think that's their tagline. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As always, we'd like to thank executive producer and the lava liquid center of our hearts, Jess Vander. Mm. I'll take it. And Alex Contell, who really looks like the mirror glaze of the universe if you listen close enough, Alex Contell. Uh, Did that like sentence make sense? <laughs> no, but we love it. Love you, Alex. <laughs> uh, also sound like engineer, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go, thank you. <laughs> Definitely screwed that up, thank you. Uh, we'd like to thank programming coordinator and Fudgy the Whale, Les Jacobs. Mm. Yes, and um, really, they're basically like a bunch of sprinkles on our souls. Uh, Sarah Gilbert and Nora Mestridge, thank you very and, much for your And as always, thank you, sorry, Ellen. <sighs> More sorry than thank you. That's my bad. Special thanks. Special thanks to Fudgy the Whale. Oh, also, I mean, yeah, just like. Is that? What? I don't know who that is, but I hope is it's a, a compliment. Thing? Fudgy the also, whale, the ice cream cake. Fudgy the whale with like. The, no one knows the the we don't uh, ice cream and the fudge like layer and then the crunchy humor. layer. Never heard such a thing. I think it's a carvel. Like what you're talking about. <gasps> it sounds like. Mm-hmm. What does it sound like? Well, it sounds like my teeth are very sensitive and they hurt in thinking about it. But I quickly want to both corrections department and thank you, Duff Goldman from Ace of Cakes Bakery mm. and the Ace of Cakes Show, and Buddy Velastro, the Cake Boss from the Cake Boss Show. Mm, that That's clear, where clears it up. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I would also like to thank the Superior Form of Cake Storage, which, if you didn't know, I shall enlighten. I shall enlighten cake. In light cake. Uh, in light cake us. Which is that I instead, Sure. Which is instead of putting the cake into the container as you normally would, you actually put the cake on the lid and you put the base on top of it so that when you remove the, like, the voluminous part of the storage container, you don't have to extract out the thing. It's just there and you can slice it directly on the lid. Does this make sense? Yeah. I'm going to ask you more questions about this, but I like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been cakey. I'm going to go make some cake this weekend, uh, and I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and until next time, friends. Cakey very much, Jess. Oh, yeah, cakey too. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Recording. I'm actually recording. The numbers are rolling. Three, two, one.